Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. This week, we're playing Lucian Khan's Visigoths vs. Malgoths. This game's a little difficult to categorize. It's a little bit slice of life and a little bit romance, but it's the sort of strange, unique idea that you could only really find in RPGs. It's set in a world where Visigoths, the folks who conquered Rome, time travel to the 1990s in California and establish a life for themselves there, where they're forced to fight for dominance against teens in the goth subculture who hang out at the mall. On top of that, there's a heaping helping of uncanny cartoon weirdness that goes into the game. There's magic, charm, and tons of emotions. The mechanics really stay out of the way on this one. They provide you with everything you need to resolve uncertainty, but really rely on the players to move the story forward. Visigoths vs. Malgoths was successfully kickstarted a while ago, but it is now available for public purchase. At least the digital version is, which you can find at necromancy.itch.io slash goths. The physical copies will be available in a couple months, and that'll be available through Indie Press Revolution. If you're looking for links to the Itch page, you can find them in the one-shot show notes. Just a quick note, this week's episode is mostly set up for the game. The in-character narrative starts next week. Also, we had a guest editor for this series, Tracy Barnett. Thanks so much, Tracy. But with all that out of the way, let's get to the show. All right, heroes, let's meet our party for this week. Uh, first up, a voice that should be familiar to everyone, Alan Linick. Hello, I'm Alan Linick. Alan, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Hi, thanks. Uh, the last time that we recorded with you is for an episode that will not air until December of this year. Oh. We played a game together and like it became accidentally holiday themed and it we recorded it like right after the holidays so it was it was the sort of thing where i'm like well i guess i'll hold on to this for the full year but i'm glad to get you on the show before then um me too if i remember anything about that episode it's very good oh it's it's good and extremely bonkers but we're about to do our own very good and extremely bonkers episode right now uh and the question that I have for you, because we are playing Malgoths versus Visigoths, I want to know, uh, growing up, what was your favorite piece of goth culture? So I don't, I don't know if this counts, but the first thing that popped into my head when you asked that question was uh, when I was in high school, I was a big fan of the original animated Teen Titans series. Mm. Um, and Raven is by far my favorite character. So I'm going to count that as my goth culture icon. I mean, like with the Teen Titans comic book series, like I think that was coming out around the late 70s and 80s. Uh, so I feel like Raven was probably originally designed to appeal to a goth aesthetic. So I feel like that should count, but I'm not an expert. I was never a goth. Um Let's move on to our, one of the, the next voices, which, again, should be familiar to you, and that is Adira Slattery. Hello. Adira, welcome back to the show. Thanks. I'm very excited to be playing with you again. Uh, I, I'm Hell especially yeah. excited to be playing with you again in the context of us both playing with Alan. Yep. Um, we, <laughs> we usually uh, have some fun together. Uh, nah. I, I can't wait to see what this turns out to be. Uh, Probably but Adira, for you, I have to know, what is your favorite piece of goth culture? Hmm, my favorite piece of goth culture um, is probably uh, the dresses. Mm. Like, there are a number of different, like, distinct gothic, like, styles that, like, dresses can be in, fitting the various different sub subcultures, and they're all just fucking great. <laughs> um, yeah dresses that i mean that's cool and and you're right like saying goth dresses is painting with actually a very wide brush so wide <laughs> there, there's a lot to choose from uh but yeah rad fashion in there and good choice i can't wait to see how your character dresses themselves uh let's move on to my buddy steven Kropa. hello Steven, welcome back to the show. You're also going to be with us in December. People can look yeah. forward to that now. I was going to say, my voice should be pretty familiar to people. 
And I think the last two games I did was one with Alan and then the one before that. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, And this game tonally, uh, I think, could not be more different uh, than (laughs) that game. So... (laughs) <laughs> um, I, I, I think we're this will this will be a nice vacation of emotions uh, okay. uh, where we can focus on over the top teenage emotions instead of real ass commune rebelling in France emotions. Uh, Stephen, what is your favorite piece of goth culture? Uh, I would say I'm still a little bit of a I'm a little I'm a little emo punk boy. And uh, I loved uh, the uh, the like the bands like The Used and My Chemical Romance. And I I remember for a video project we were doing a recap of Beowulf and Grundle. And I dressed as Beowulf and I did My Chemical Romance face paint and wore it to school. And I felt truly myself. <laughs> that is radical. I love that. Um, yeah, it's, it's very interesting, uh, the way the our perception of goth culture has kind of evolved because like, I, at least when I was growing up and I'm pretty sure Steven and I are around the same age, like goth culture was already very established to, I think the first point of contact I had for anything for goths was like shows on Nickelodeon that thought that were made by parents who thought goths were scary. Uh, so it's like very much like looking at the subculture through two or three lenses, which is neat. Um, but thankfully, to help us out in running this, we have the designer of Visigoths versus Malgoths playing with us, and that is Lucian Khan. Lucian, welcome to One Shot. Hi, thank you. It's great to be here. Um, so I'm Lucian Khan. I uh, designed this game, and um, I. Uh, I guess I can say a little bit about the game. Um, the sort of pitch that um, that I start with um, is that Visigoths versus Malgoths is a tabletop role-playing game and dating sim about the conflicts and romances among the warriors who sacked ancient Rome and 20th century spooky teens set in a suburban Los Angeles shopping mall during 1996. Um, so we've got some time travel going on. We have um, a whole community of Visigoths who's um, accidentally been time traveled um, via Ouija board accident into um, this 1996 LA uh, suburban mall. Um, and uh, that's sort of what we're dealing with. Yeah, there's there's a lot going on there, but uh, like clearly so full of joy uh, for all of these concepts. Uh, I am excited to dive in. Um, before we get started on actually playing the game, uh, this game comes with playbooks. Uh, although it comes with playbooks, and we will be rolling 2d6, I want to point out that this is not a Powered by the Apocalypse game. Uh, so folks at home, if, if you are thinking of that, uh, you can toss that notion out right now. Um, the, the only thing are playbooks in 2d6 that we're going to be dealing with. Uh, but I'd like everyone to go around and... Uh, tell us what playbook you're going to be doing. We'll make your characters with you on air, and then we'll toss you into the mall and begin our adventure. Let's start at uh, the top of the order with Alan, who, as soon as we gave you this premise, you knew you wanted to be a Visigoth. I, yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not ashamed. I am going to be playing a Visigoth. Uh, I'm going to be playing the Conqueror. And the name I have chosen for my character is Goda Godiva. Yes. Good. Very good. Uh, what are your character's pronouns going to be? I'm, gonna, I'm just going to stick with uh, he, him from my boy Goda. So uh, uh, an important question that we have about Goda uh, that is part of the Visigoths versus Malgoth setting, um, for those that don't know, is when we say Visigoths, uh, we really do mean Visigoths from that time period because Visigoths, had, about a year ago in the setting, time traveled to modern day LA and have kind of halfway integrated themselves into like 1990s, like late 90s culture. 
Uh, so an important question that we need to establish about every Visigoth in this game is, are you still glowing from time travel? No. No. Okay. No. And, uh, a, uh, lot, a lot of people think I'm faking being a Visigoth. Oh, that's good, that's actually. Awesome. <laughs> that's very good. Uh, then what is, your, what is your goth style? Uh, my goth style is gold, jewelry, and cape. Okay, okay. Um, uh, do you have a religion that you're playing with here? I do. Uh, I am a Germanic polytheist. Um, and I still lament the, uh, the death of the mighty tree or minsul that Charlemagne destroyed in the eighth century. <laughs> That's like a pretty fresh wound, huh? For me, it is only like a couple of years old, even though <laughs> it happened in like 784 or whatever. For sure. For sure. Uh, that rules. Um, with that, uh, we're, we're going to move on. Uh, there is more to character creation, but I want to sort of get all of the characters on the board before we start establishing relationships and things like that. Adira, what playbook mm -hmm. are you going to be playing with? I am also playing a Visigoth. Mm. Yeah, I am playing a rune caster. All right. And who is your rune caster? Uh, my rune caster is Gelvira. Ooh, Gelvira. Mm -hmm. And uh, Gelvira, does Gelvira have a surname? Um, let's go with... Uh... I guess there aren't options for sur surnames on the sheet, so maybe that's not important. Yeah, I'm feeling sort of like, sort of like a title, like... Gilvira the large or something like that. Ooh, okay, okay. Do you want uh, time to noodle on the title or is the yeah, large? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll noodle on the title okay. and I'll announce it later. All right, what, what are Gilvira's pronouns going to be? Uh, Gilvira's pronouns are going to be uh, she, her. And is she still glowing from time travel? Maybe a little. Okay, yes. <laughs> okay, good. I'm I was very relieved to hear that at least somebody is glowing. Uh, that's good. What about what about Galvira's style? Uh, Galvira is wearing a dramatic gown. Mm. Like, is it a fancy gown, or is is this like humble in some way? Or are you coming from this? Bones are dramatic, right? Mm -hmm. Just lots of bones. Yeah, that's pretty dramatic. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, uh, of are these bones of defeated enemies or animal bones? Wouldn't you like to know? I like that. You never, never tell, never tell. What is your religion going to be? Uh, Galvira is going to be a heretical Christian. Mm, okay. Um, and with that, we're going to briefly uh, depart from Galvira and we're going to move down the line to Steven. Steven, what playbook yes. are you playing with? I'm playing the theater tech. So you are our first goth. Um, and uh, for the theater tech, what is your theater tech's name going to be? My theater's tech name is Matt Damien. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Fuck, that's so good! Oh. Matt Damien? Matt Damien <laughs> yeah. is extremely powerful. That's amazing. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, I, I have an inkling, but just, just for my own edification, is Damien not his legal surname or i guess i'm assuming pronouns there no no yeah he's he him uh no that is uh what he he calls himself okay and and uh pronouns for damien he him he him uh <laughs> perfect i i can tell you now steven i i believe your parents argue with you about that all the time oh 100 percent because uh, we'll, we'll go through it. We'll find out. Yeah. Yeah, we will. Uh, what is Damien, uh, what, what is Matt's uh, goth style? Uh, he's a goth punk. He has a, a talking, he wears a talking head shirt tucked into black jeans. Uh, and uh, he paints, his paints his nails uh, and removes the nail paint uh, every day after school so his dad doesn't see. 
<laughs> yes. Do, does does he use actual nail polish? No, it's a sharpie. Nice, 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 nice. I love it. Uh, does Damien practice a religion? Uh, he's not practicing, but he does go to Catholic church uh, every Sunday, and that's the only time his mother gets him in a collared shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love Matt Damien, actually. <laughs> that he still wears the collared shirt to go to church is good. Uh, what a what a good sweet boy. Um, uh, let's let's move on to Lucian. Lucian, which playbook are you working with? Uh, so I'm going to be the cyber pet, um, which is the sort of um, like Tamagotchi style furry um, playbook. Um, and my name is going to be Malemily. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to be mostly a cat girl. Um, I'm going to go with like she pronouns most of the time, occasionally he pronouns. Um, and my goth style is going to be like Tamagotchi goth cat girl. Um, so like cat ears in, in um, like black PVC, um, really, really long stringy hair um and um like lots of sort of like um you know uh pixelated um graphics on like black flowing things mm-hmm. um and um yeah my religion's going to be teen witch um so not not actually wiccan but just like i saw the craft and um I have like sort of um browsed in like um in like new age bookstores mm-hmm. um but I haven't really read any books um in their entirety um so I'm just sort of like um sort of piecing things together from popular culture um okay. and and okay. so I I consider myself a a teen witch but I, my I, but my parents are Jewish I love this uh now, uh, Lucien, uh, remind me, what is the year uh, that, that this is happening and this takes place in? This uh, is 1996, so The Craft has come out. The it Craft came- has come out. I'm wondering, is Sabrina the Teenage Witch on TV at this point? I we can say yes, because I don't remember. It might be. I just, I, I just want to know, because like, that's a more family-oriented witch narrative than The Craft, yeah. and I want to know what Malemily thinks of that. It started in 1996. Yes, Perfect. I fucking got it. Perfect. <laughs> what More a terrible is, is fact focused, to have focused. in my brain. <laughs> That's awesome. I think that um, Lemily thinks that um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch is for posers mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that the craft is for real witches. This is very good. I, I appreciate this very much. And the last uh, question, uh, just so I can get, wrap my head around the cyber pet style. Is, there, is this like you mentioned black pvc but is there a lot of like contrasting neon colors or is that a different yeah i'm thinking it's sort of like i'm i've got a lot of sort of um you know pvc very structural pants with like Mm -hmm. um maybe longer more flowy sort of tops um but then um there are like little accents of um like you know 16-bit pixelated um looking like little animal designs in neon um, as like little accents on like the pockets and things. Fuck. I mean, this is very good. And what a, what a perfect goth subculture, because I believe when I was growing up, I was never more inundated with the concept of death than when I was playing with my Tamagotchi. Oh yeah. You're like, (laughs) if this thing dies, I am a terrible person. Well, that's, That's the poison, Lucian, uh, because being someone with ADHD, uh, all my Tamagotchi would do is die. It is like the worst torture device for a child with ADHD that I think Satan could possibly imagine. Oh, my God. Yeah. mm, Goth perfection. Uh, We are about to be joined uh, by a a last-minute pitch hitter uh, coming in. We've got B... B, welcome to One Shot. Oh, hello. Thank you for having me. I don't know how to tell the time. Um, <laughs> uh, time is time fake zones. now. Oh, it's so fake. This I is just... recorded during the quarantine. <laughs> you, you can't be held responsible for time. All made up. 
Um, but I'm super ready and I'm hyped to jump in. I just need to know what has been taken because yes. I had some ideas um, and I hope they're going to be excellent. Uh, so the uh, playbooks that have been uh, claimed so far are The Conqueror, The okay. Runecaster, The Theater Tech, and The Cyber Pet. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. So I can still be a witch. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Excellent. That's what okay. I wanted. B, before we get going, I did have an icebreaker question for everyone that I would love to ask you as well. And that is, uh, what was your favorite piece of goth culture? <laughs> That's a really interesting question. I don't know if I truly experienced goth culture. Um, my into this kind of generational thing, like I'm, I'm a 90s kid. Uh, so emo scene, that was kind of like my touchstone to goth stuff. I was wearing my chemical romance band shirts. I had all the black liner with some red shadow, bright lipstick. My, I used to flat iron my hair, super straight. It was black. It was so outrageous. So unnecessary. Did you have the colored tails you put in the hair? No. Oh man. (laughs) Drew the line there for some reason. B, I cannot believe you began that with, oh, I don't know how goth this was. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure there's some grumpy old goth somewhere that don't, doesn't think that counts. But uh, in my book, that seems pretty goth. Excellent then. Yes, uh, then I am going to be excellent at this. Radical. Uh, well, then let's learn about your witch. Uh, first off, uh, we'll, we'll come to name last because everybody had some time to think about that. Uh, what are your character's pronouns going to be? Their pronouns will be they, them. They, them. Excellent. Um, and what is their goth style? Okay, this one, I actually, so let me start this with a question. What does trad mean? So, so trad goth is like um, if you picture like um, 1980s sort of like Susie and the Banshees or like Joan Jett style, uh, like for women, it's usually like this sort of like big black hair and like a leather jacket. Um, you know, it's it black, tight black jeans, um, sort of that that early 80s kind of style. I'm okay. really glad we had you here for this one, Lucian, because I would have assumed trad goth would have been a goth obsessed with encumbrance mechanics. In- <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because there is a character in the mall named Thacko. Yes! <laughs> Good. Uh, B, what style do you think you're going with then? I'm going to lean towards the goth punk, um, you know, the, the choker necklace, uh, necklace with the spikes, the heavy makeup, the black nails, maybe a Lolita-esque style for their look, not necessarily mm. a dress, but a lot of like Lolita inspiration, frills, but not too Victorian, lots of lace, maybe some like, um, what do you call those, like ripped um, tights? But like the fishnets, fishnets. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, definitely combat boots, um, buckles anywhere possible, uh, and yes, lots and lots of dark liner. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Does your character practice a religion? Um, I would like to lean towards Wiccan. It's just mm. part of the course. Yeah, yeah, of course. This is going to be good, I think, because you are actually Wiccan, and I am like a teen witch who saw the craft and like. <laughs> has like kind of read a couple of pages of some books in the new age store. So we might deary, have some conflict. Deary, deary. <laughs> Put your salt away. Is that, that's not even kosher salt. Come now. <laughs> good, good, good. Okay. So now everyone has a kind of an idea of who is out there. Uh, so we can uh, start assigning our starting relationships. Uh, So Alan, we're gonna cruise back over to you and the Conqueror uh, down at starting relationships. It tells you to choose two, uh, just Mm -hmm. assign those to uh, any of the other characters that we're playing with today. Okay, Uh, I'm gonna assign, I want to conquer Los Angeles with to uh, Gelvira, 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 Gelvira. 
and I get to choose a reason. Yeah. Um, Gilvira, before I make this decision, is Gilvira like a homebody or a pacifist <laughs> or like a vegan? No. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, in that case, uh, I want to conquer Los Angeles with Gilvira because uh, before we time traveled, uh, I once saw her rip a mountain lion in half with her bare hands. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> and well, I now know what my title is. <laughs> my, <laughs> my, uh, my father raised me to believe that uh, uh, you should always make alliances with people that frighten you. This is extremely good. Oh, this is so good. Uh, I love that. And, and what about your second uh, relationship threat? Uh, I've chosen for my second relationship uh, that I have a crush on Malemily. Yes. I think, uh, and it, the second part of that is my crush weirds me out because uh, in her like cat getup, she kind of reminds me of the lion that Gelvira ripped in half. <laughs> God, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so this is like you're being pulled kind of between romance and duty in a way because like you know you have to conquer los angeles that's i have cultural to. expectation that you've got yeah. uh and the best way to do that is with galvira but your heart is pulling you in another direction Ooh, this is juicy i like this <laughs> i like this very much uh let's move on to galvira our rune caster mm. uh yes. galvira the lion ripper <laughs> yes galvira lion ripper <laughs> yeah um so uh I'm definitely picking the crush on one because crushes mm -hmm. are fun. Yeah. Um, B, what was the name of your character again? Umbreon. Like the Pokemon, but this was their name before Umbreon was a Pokemon. Yeah, it, it is. So it is. good. Pokemon Red just came out. Umbreon mm -hmm. isn't even a sparkle in some game designer's eye yet. Mm -hmm. I was the original Umbreon. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> I think that Galvira's crush on Umbreon weirds her out a little bit uh, because um, Galvira can do actual magic. <laughs> um, and it's like, okay, like, I, I mean, I can do real magic. Like, w w what's going on here? Is it... Like, it's part of you, even though Umbreon can't do real magic, do you still feel like Umbreon is cool? Yeah, like, like, like really cool. <laughs> like, 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 that magic, I don't know if they'll necessarily, like, do much aside from make you feel better, but, like, hey, I, that's never, very cool. <laughs> I've never seen this person produce results, but god damn, do they have style. Yep. <laughs> Umbreon takes themselves very seriously. Uh, huh. So, like, they, I mean, they can only be well, cool. It's their one attitude. Yes. Uh, and then my second relationship, I, I would say once when I was invisible, uh, I saw uh, Matthew Damien. No, Matt, please, Matt. Matt, Matt Damien, sorry. <laughs> um, I'm not in trouble. My mother calls me Matt. Yeah. Uh, I think Gilvira saw Matt Damien uh, secretly doing something um hmm. do you have any do you have any fun secrets you want steven uh doing something uh uh you saw me uh smoking weed for the first time under the bleachers hell yeah love it under the bleachers <laughs> uh great well then we'll move on to matt damien himself uh Matt Damien, please uh, choose two relationship threads for yourself. Okay. Uh, the Visigoth I most resent is go to, go to Godiva because, let's see, what's something fun? Alan, do you like work at all in the mall or anything? I want something like petty that would just be like, if you're like the rival pizza guy or something. It's just something where you got more tips than I do. It's just something really like I'm keeping track of it for some reason. Um, I I feel like it's something like after school jobby, like uh, like uh, I'm the neighborhood paper boy or like 
Something something right. that would be degrading to me as a goth. <laughs> oh, I, oh, God. What if you work at Little Caesars Pizza as a delivery driver? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Although that's yeah. Greek and not Rome. Hmm. It, even better. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Yeah. Um, but sense. I deliver pizzas by horseback because I start with a saddle in my inventory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to use it, so... Okay, so I resent you because you're the drive, you're the delivery guy, uh, and I just got my learner's permit and I was up for it, but then uh, you took that away from me. <laughs> and they gave it to someone with a horse. Yeah, I was like, oh, if a horse, <laughs> a horse, I would have got a horse if I knew that was an option. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, what, what is your uh, other, your second relationship? Uh, let's see. I once helped Umbreon dress up in disguise because i feel like because we're both we both picked like goth punk and i feel like we're buddies Mm -hmm. uh did we go to like homecoming or something ironically together okay i have a really silly um american culture question what is homecoming again Ah! Uh, (laughs) uh it would be like any like homecoming is uh like Oh, I know. I guess the fall equi- it's like the fall prom essentially. Yeah, it's like the start of the year uh yeah. start of the year party. Thing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you. Uh yeah, sure. <laughs> Great. So I don't I think we dressed up as like our like we dressed up really too like almost too formal. <laughs> Can you give me a taste of what was too formal for you? Uh for me that would be like cat uh, like like uh, tuxedo with tails and uh just like a top hat and a cane uh and like we did it all ironically but we like won't admit to each other that we had a fun time (laughs) i dig it all right yeah and like as a theater tech like you have the entire theater's costume department like no oh i know what exactly what it was no i didn't i wore the i wore the uh uh the Henry Higgins costume. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Uh, so moving on from there, uh, let, the next uh, playbook up is The Witch. So Umbreon, uh, let's get some relationships for you. All right. I was thinking that in a spirit, or excuse me, a spirit in a dream told me to pay attention to Malemily because, and I'm trying to think like, what make, why are you really that important? But like, this is why I we're constantly together because like, there's something that I have to learn about you, but I'm not even sure. Like I, I have a hard time interpreting what the dream meant but are you going to be a better witch than me? Oh, no. That can't Whoa. be it. Well, I mean, but but what if it's that you need to mentor her? Yes. <laughs> She's going Stubbornly. to mm-hmm. Yeah. Stubbornly mentor you. Exactly. Exactly. Like, you, you can't have the, like, destined witch to lead the next dark age be anything but a by-the-book Wiccan. Yeah. like yourself <laughs> correct and it really should be me but it's fine Listen it up. should be it should be <laughs> <laughs> all right and then i don't know how to like i'm a sucker for this type of option i will never forgive blank for lying to me about blank because that's just like it has the potential to be heart-wrenching and it's oh, always yes. gonna be that cloud hanging over us mm-hmm. um, yeah I don't quite have enough of an understanding of, um, oh gosh, Gada, Goda, Goda Godiva? Yeah, Goda. <laughs> Can you give me like a, a little blurb about you and like how, how, how do you present yourself? Yeah, um, I'm, a, I'm like a sulky looking dude with like a swoopy tussled haircut. Um, and I wear, I've got like, like, three different eras of gold jewelry on my fingers and around my neck. 
um, and I wear a really thin, like, it's it's not even quite a crown. It's just like a really thin gold headband um, and a long flowy cape made of like old bear skins. Um, yes. And when I walk, I slouch when I walk and I don't move my arms. So it gives me this like weird, like, uh, ape, like yeah, like a shambling gait. And it's mostly because the uh, cape is so heavy that moving my arms around is a kind of a pain. <laughs> <laughs> that's really fun your shoulders must be like tank though but like, just, yeah like... i've got it's all muscle up here and then just like sticks from <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i love it like what? i could be an olympian backpacker or like the world's shittiest arm wrestler to be an olympian backpack you would probably still need the strength to lift the backpack up <laughs> right yeah. Well, someone else puts it on me, like Gelvira. Oh, uh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Please, Gelvira Lion Ripper. Uh huh. Full title. Yep. Would I ever have a reason to not forgive you? Um, I'm sure that you would. Well, like Alan, you are a conqueror. I um, am. You must have made many strategic moves and whatnot to acquire assets. Yeah. Uh, I think I have conquered a neighborhood of LA so far. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which one? I think I've conquered like Atwater. Great. <laughs> That's perfect. Amazing. Uh, they had my favorite place to buy shoes and now it's almost gentrified and it's just not the same and I can never go back and I cannot forgive you for that. Gentrified by Visigoths or <laughs> yuppies? This is an ooh, important distinction. Like, ooh. I mean, what, what precedes your conquering? Uh, I think we like sacked Atwater and like <laughs> took a bunch of stuff out of it. Uh, and then Maybe we like the shoe store has become our forward base of operations in the area. So we now wear, we've like taken all the shoes and we wear them and the business has crumpled as a result and is dead now. <laughs> so I wear those shoes. I, I wear them in front of you. Oh. <laughs> 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 Laughing. It hurts every time I see them. Ha ha ha, I say as I shamble around with my shitty walk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I imagine it hurts Goda as well as some of those shoes are like not made to be wear worn very long. No, it's it's not comfortable. But my cape isn't comfortable either. My my gothic understanding of clothes is that they're not supposed to be comfortable. They're supposed to be intimidating. Mm -hmm. This is this is very good. This 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 speaks to my soul. Uh, let's finish things off with our cyber pet, um, Lucian. Uh, Malemily, uh, what are her relationships going to be? Um, so Malemily hacked into Galvira Lion Ripper's email. Hell and, yes, I have an email. And found out, I found out that the rumors that you ripped a lion in half are actually true, which really scares me because I'm a cat. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm terrified of you um having confirmed that at first i thought it was an urban legend but it's it's actually something that really happened um and i wish i could be goda godiva's pet because i admire his bear skins oh oh yes <laughs> <laughs> i i love that this is mutual from jump Oh my yep. god. It's mutual. But I don't know. I don't know he's interested. I just know he has really luxurious bear skins. <laughs> Perfect. Hey heroes, it's James, your Game Master. Welcome to the mid-roll. First off, I want to thank everyone who supported the Courier's Call Season 1 Kickstarter. I've got good news. The first episode of the season that you funded is actually coming up tomorrow. And after that point, we should be on a bi-weekly schedule until we've posted everything from Season 1. 
I am so excited that we get to make this show because of support from all of you. So thank you very much. And to the Courier's Call team, take flight. If you're curious about that, you'll be able to listen to the first eight episodes coming tomorrow on your favorite podcast app. Just search for Skyjack's Courier's Call. Before we get back to the show, we're going to take a quick moment and thank some of our backers on Patreon. But first, I got to get us started with a name correction. Jessica Fabin, thank you so much. Alexander George, thank you. Jay Marshall Smith, thank you so much. Aaron Bacall, thank you. Evan Weiss, thank you. Matthew Clark, thank you so much. Pen Pal Pixie, thank you very much. Miranda Wayne, thank you. Zerwiski, thank you so much. Warren Schnur Holmes, thank you. Abby Altman, thank you very much. James I. Delouette, thank you. Catherine Accardi, thank you very much. Jeff Stolersick, thank you. Connor Clark, thank you so much. Al Kennedy, who just had me on as a guest for Desert Island Discs, thank you very much. Mac Mercure, thank you. Brad Moyer, thank you very much. Ryan Alcorn, thank you so much. And Jacob Top Mugglestone, thank you. Thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. Without you, this show wouldn't be possible. If you like what you're hearing and you want to give us your support, head over to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast and sign up to become a backer. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. Does Umbreon have any siblings? <laughs> oh, let me tell you. <laughs> Leafeon. Oh, right. Of course. Vaporeon. Oh, gosh. Do I actually know them all? I don't. There are too many. There There's are absolutely Sylveon. too many. Yeah, Sylveon is good. Leafeon. What's the, what's the fairy type one? That's Sylveon. That's, that's Sylveon. Sylveon? Yeah, that's the trans one. <laughs> <laughs> There's a ghost one now, right? Is there? Oh, that must be for the new game, which I have not had an opportunity to play. And based on the way my life works, probably won't. I do have the game rules pulled up in front of me, though. Um, so when we play Visigoths versus Molgoths, normally we read all of these rules aloud together. Um, I am probably just going to read the rules to all of you uh, because that seems like it'll be the simplest and most efficient. So we start with teams and the mall rat. There are two teams in Visigoths versus Molgoths. Inside the fiction, Visigoths characters and Molgoth characters are rivals at the table. Visigoth players and Molgoth players are collaborative storytellers. The player with the complete guide to the mall is called the mall rat. That would be me. The mall rat facilitates the game. This game is going to take place in scenes. Uh, there are time slots and store visits. Each day is broken up into six time slots. Each team of goths plays out a scene in one store per time slot. Either one scene with both teams or two scenes uh, with teams in two separate stores. Uh, team members must stay together as a group uh, for store visits because teens in this mall only shop with their friends. Passing notes. Uh, this is a thing that we're going to have to set up external to the communication that we have right now. Um, when your team is not in a scene, you may write in-character notes to your teammates back and forth. This is always optional. Uh, I think it would be fun to try and do this. Uh, yeah. Everybody here is on Twitter, correct? Yeah. Yes. Could we please uh, right now have uh, folks... Well, I guess, Stephen, you are on a phone. Does your Chromebook get Twitter? Yeah. And my phone, and my phone does too. Well, I know, but I you're know. on the phone. Twitter. You're using it. I just want to make sure it's possible. Anyway, uh, <laughs> can we have the Goths uh, set up direct message with each other and the Visigoths set up a direct message with each other? Oh, I uh, thought I thought the Visigoths were the Goths. Yeah, we're all the we're all Goths. I guess Visigoths <laughs> are the OG Goths in this. That's right. Though, really. Damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's everybody's Twitter handle? Oh, don't mind if I do plug my Twitter handle. Uh, mine's just my name. It's Alan Linick. A L A N L I N I C. 
My Twitter handle is Adira Slattery. It's also just my name. I'm realizing now in this far into the recording that I did forget to ask for plugs. Um, <laughs> hey, but you hey, know, time hey, is fake. Hey, hey Mogoths, what are your Twitter handles? I'm going to send you a message. What's up? Uh, you can find me on Twitter as at Bianca Zelda. <laughs> names, names, names. Mine is not my name. It's clever. It's at Cropa Cabana. Ooh. K-R-O-P-A. C-A-B-A-N-A. Ooh, don't be creative. Now, James, do you need me to record on my end anymore? Um, yes, de- desperately. Okay. <laughs> okay, you have to add me back because you don't have PMs open to randos like me on Twitter. I accept DMs from everyone. I, I do not. I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> I do not either. <laughs> that sounds scary. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's mostly thirst tweets from cruise ship captains. Uh, oh. Um, that's cruise ship captains? Phenomenal. <laughs> Wait, I no. Have, I, I actually have a question I do want to answer to. Did you get um, solicited by the UFO cruise? Uh, I don't think so. Because a lot of game designers um, on Twitter, including myself, have all been like bulk added by this UFO cruise account. Oh my where, god! And it's it's a phenomenal read. I highly recommend. Oh, I thought you said USO, like you were going to go entertain the troops. No, no, no. I'm actually not sure which is weirder, but um, no, it's UFOs. They're actually like a bunch of people who go on a cruise ship and look for extraterrestrials. I oh god I was so hoping that the director of the USO is like you know who we need to entertain the troops <laughs> trans game designers yeah that's what we need that's what, the, <laughs> what, what do our fighting uh, folks in the military want well we want to play Visigoths versus Volgoths one hundred percent what any other red blooded American hero wants <laughs> good good. Uh, are our Visigoths and our Malgoths uh, currently in a DM with each other on Twitter? Yes. Excellent. Yes. Perfect. Uh, what I think is going to happen uh, in scenes that your team is not present in, you can, you know, do your PM chain and after the scene, we'll have you read it aloud for the recording. That's uh, great. This is, this is going to be very fun. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this. So, Pass, uh, so we, we did passing notes. Uh, we'll go over a brief overview of things you can do in stores uh, to give you an idea of what these scenes might be. You can talk with your team about plans or strategies. Talk to store clerks to get information. Go shopping or shoplift. Debate about music, fashion, religion, or other cultural matters. Fight. Talk about hurt feelings to heal them flirt and ask people on dates or even make out uh that is a thing uh this is a pg-13 game uh, uh one shot is going to be running more pg-13 than the previous game that alan and adira played uh so we'll keep that <laughs> hey that mind. was your fault too that uh, first of all it's no one's fault it's what we all wanted yes but <laughs> this <laughs> game has a different tone uh and in in this case we're, we're going to be sticking to pj13 also uh i didn't mention it up top uh but now is the best time to mention it uh we are going to use safety mechanics in this once i'm finished reading these rules we're going to set some lines and veils and we'll have the x card in effect i will explain those at that time cool uh passageways you can also hang out in passageways with other characters. Those are elevators, escalators, stairwells, and hallways. Visiting passageways doesn't advance the clock. Uh, rolling dice. Players roll dice to resolve conflicts. If there's no conflict, there's no need to roll dice. Uh, you roll off against another player, uh, a mall rat or, or a mall rat controlled character, uh, or you can actually roll against the mall itself. You'll always roll 2d6 and add any relevant modifiers from your character sheet or special items. Whoever has the highest number of success, uh, I'm sorry, whoever has the highest number succeeds and the other fails. 
Both players succeed on a tie, and the situation escalates ridiculously and dramatically. Uh, hurt feelings. Most games only track physical damage, but this game only tracks emotional damage. If your character sheet uh, contains two or more hurt feelings, you are emotionally overwhelmed and can't physically fight or use embarrassing traits until you talk about your feelings with a friend. Uh, hurt feelings uh, from physical attacks. Physical attacks are always hurting everyone's feelings. When your physical attacks against an opponent is successful, you and your opponent both experience hurt feelings. Write a word describing how your character feels in the hurt feelings section of your character sheet. Uh, and we'll sort of base that on the situation. Um, hurt feelings from other events. If you believe something other than a physical, physical attack wounded your character's feelings, feel free to add a hurt feelings to your character sheet. Uh, this rule is less strict than the rule about physical attacks. Uh, it's up to the player to judge their own character's emotions. Uh, if you do think something hurts your feelings, please feel free to let everyone know uh, so that we can all enjoy that <laughs> happening. Uh, healing. Uh, each character can only heal and erase a total of one hurt feeling from their character sheet per scene. Um, so, you know, be, be mindful of that uh, as these hurt feelings are getting generated. Uh, it could be difficult to recover from them. Um, embarrassing traits. Embarrass yourself to make your friends seem cool by comparison. If you draw attention to your embarrassing trait, you may offer another player a plus th a three bonus to their role, uh, but you must add embarrassed to your hurt feelings. Uh, you may announce this before or after your friend rolls, but you must announce it before the mall rat describes the narrative result. Uh, you must always have an empty slot available in your hurt feelings to use this trait. Um, we haven't assigned embarrassing traits yet. Uh, Lucian, I know that I have uh, embarrassing traits in this book. Uh, are those the embarrassing traits that we should be using? Yep, those are the, that's the list. Okay, cool. So we'll, we'll pop over to that list once we've uh, finished going through these rules. I think the last is kissing and the clock. Um, so don't kiss, don't kiss the clock. <laughs> I mean, kiss the clock for good luck. Uh, kissing. Always ask before initiating a romantic or kissy plot line with another player's character. Yes means yes, no means no, and maybe also means no. Uh, that is pretty straightforward and simple. We'll do our lines and bills in a minute. Uh, clock. All adventure episodes begin in the early morning time slot. Each team of goths plays out a scene in one store per time slot. Once again, that is either one scene with both teams or two scenes with teams in separate stores. Uh, when the late evening time slot is complete, the adventure episode is over. There is no way to get extra time because the mall closes at 10 p.m. If the mall rat wishes to end the adventure episode before filling the clock, they may advance directly to the epilogue. Um, normally, we would place a clock in the middle of the table. I instead have that pulled up on my screen, which I know isn't going to be super helpful for everyone, but I will let you know which time slot we're in. Um, Do you want to type it in the chat? It's not a typable thing. Um, <laughs> It's it's actually a very beautiful, uh, Will you cool screen looking. Share? Just so I can admire it, and then you can like. Yeah, yeah. Let let me let me put up a screen it's, share. It's so a can... it's a sundial basically. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 a cute little sundial. I don't know if that's giving you the full effect. Oh, um, cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's I meant like the titles, like early morning, late morning. Yeah, that's what you so, would type. Er, early morning, late morning, early afternoon, early mm -hmm. evening, late evening. Uh, perfect. I'm going to stop this share. Okay. Um, so after that, uh, it is time to go to our safety mechanics. Uh, for this, we've got lines and veils. For those that don't know lines and veils, it is a safety mechanic where we identify areas uh, that might be difficult or that we might not want to deal with in our game. Uh, when we set a line, we're saying we absolutely don't want this content in the game. Uh, that is things like 
you know, any kind of violence against children. Uh, we don't want that in the game. Any kind of sexual violence, I'm going to say, I don't want in the game. Um, those, those are the big ones that people usually uh, start with. Um, but if anybody has any other lines that they would like to throw down, feel free to throw them down. Uh, the way I treat lines and veils or really any content in the game is like, even if you just don't feel it, if it's not like an intense emotional need, but you're like, eh, I don't want to do stuff with aliens. I had this UFO tour, like contact me and I don't care about it. So <laughs> we're not even going to mention them in this game. So uh, if, if there are any lines, uh, please speak them now. We can always add to this list later, but. I would like to, I would like to put a line on any kind of um, pandemic <laughs> similar to the one we are currently literally experiencing let's not have any widespread pandemic or epidemic like situations please no we have, plagues. we have enough we have enough plague in our non-fictional lives at this time yeah that 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 feels like a good line for me anyone else have lines that they would like to throw uh, out yeah can i toss out no self-harm not even no a, self-harm Ooh, yeah. very it's, relevant to goth narratives right. yes that's great <laughs> <laughs> no cancer and no cancer so uh with that are there any other lines that we have to throw down um once again that is no violence of any kind against children no sexual violence uh against anyone uh no self-harm no uh plagues and no cancer with that, we can move on to veils. Veils are things that we might want to broach in the game, but will want more communication or care held around them. Uh, this is like things like, okay, maybe there's going to be violence in this game because there's fighting, but perhaps uh, we don't want to talk a lot about uh, blood or you know, actual physical harm occurring in the game. Uh, that, is, uh, that would be an example of a veil. Um, I'm not placing that veil yet uh, because I, I, I don't know what uh, people's preferences are. I'm assuming because uh, the description uh, in the book of a lot of the fighting is going to be very cartoony that we're probably not going to be focusing on things like that. But if somebody like wants their character to have a, a bruise or like a stylish cheek scar a la anime, like perhaps that's a thing that we'd be going with. Um, are there any other veils that we'd like to throw up? Um, I would like to veil the extreme details of violence against animals, such as the ripped lion. Um, <laughs> I'm fine with it being in, in lore, but I don't want to hear the extreme visual tactile lion ripping type things. I think we could probably arrange that. That's good. I know they're veils. Uh, we'll do veils going once. Veils going twice. We have established our veils. Like I said, lines and veils, we can always revisit this at any time. Uh, the other safety mechanic that we'll have in place would be the X card, uh, but as we are not in a physical location together and uh, being on an actual play podcast, we're modeling these things differently. Anytime we use a safety mechanic on one shot, we really want to show off using the safety mechanic and bring attention to it. Which means I am going to say, if, if you want to X something, please say X or like, I would like to use the X card now. That way we can identify any material that like, oh, we just discovered in the moment that this is not good. And we would like to steer the plot away from it uh, for it to resume being a comfortable gaming experience for everyone. So the X card uh, operates like that is just anytime you encounter material that makes you uncomfortable, you pop an X card and we'll figure out how to take it out of the game. That will be on the recording. If you would like to communicate at any point, like, hey, I'm okay with this bit being on the recording, but not this bit, uh, please let me know and we will fix that in post. But if we do use the X card, we want to show off using it if we can. In addition to the X card, just because like I, I tend to have a history, uh, I, I, I try to interrupt people, but I don't always speak loud enough. So mm. the idea of me trying to jump in and be like, X, X. Right. Um, I have a visual, it's literally a piece of paper that I can just put over my camera. It's kind of jarring because it's on a white page. Um, okay, okay. Hopefully, uh, whoever has Zoom open could also help me out. Like yes. if that's the case, and like this is also a tool other people can use. 
I, I will say I have Zoom open, um, but it does not display everybody's window to me. Um, so mm. when we're doing X card things, like I love the idea of like blocking out cameras. If you see somebody block out their camera with a card or, or anything similar, just also block out your camera and, you know, call X if you see X. That way we can be sure that we get to it. With that, uh, I need to pull up embarrassing traits for everybody. These are fun because we um, we get to assign them to each other. Yes. But you have some veto oh. power. I am going to pull up and zoom in on the embarrassing trait. <sighs> Would we step on a rake? Right, that sound. <laughs> <laughs> for whatever reason, the PDF viewer I have does not have like the little hand tool pulled up. So oh. scrolling around the PDF is more annoying than it should be. Also, the um, you have an early version of the PDF, so you don't have the one that's like all indexed and everything. Um, so uh, the... well, actually, like thankfully, I do have the table of contents. That's so. good. It's it's not too difficult to navigate. Uh, it is literally like the simple parts that you have no control over that I'm struggling with right now. Um, so this will be useful for everyone but Stephen. Stephen, when we come to you, uh, I will just read them aloud to you. Just give me those dulcet tones. Yeah, we'll start with you because uh, you will, like what the audience will probably want to hear these as well. Let me just. I'm your proxy audience, as always. Mm -hmm. Steven is an every person. I'm, I, I'm a faceless man. You can put, I can be anywhere and anyone. <laughs> Terrifying. All right. Uh, so. These, uh, the embarrassing traits are as follows. I will just uh, tell everyone their titles. And Stephen, when you uh, want to dole out an embarrassing trait, uh, we'll, it'll, we'll do that after the list. Um, but Okay. And am I given one to everyone gets one from everybody or? That would be ludicrously yeah. embarrassing. You will, you'll pick <laughs> one member of the opposite team um, gotcha. uh, to give a trait to. Okay. Uh, okay. So these are, you are a Molgoth. So these are embarrassing traits for Visigoths. Allergic to metal. Bad dancer. Dumped by famous lover. Fear of animals. Follow a modern religion. Wish you were Roman. Um, so those are the ones that you have to choose from and you can assign those to any of the Visigoths uh, that you wish. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back with more Visigoths versus Molgoths next week. In the meantime, if you're looking for other great gaming shows, why not check out another show on the One Shot Network? Like Character Creation Cast. Character Creation Cast is a discussion podcast where Amelia Antrim and Ryan Bulletier create characters in multiple role-playing games with prominent guests from around the game's community. Each month, Character Creation Cast examines the character generation process in depth in a different game with new guests each series. They always take the time to reflect on the game, its design, and what guests have to say about it. Think of it as sitting in on a great session zero every week. As always, we end one shot with a call to action, and this week I want to remind everyone to make sure that you are registered to vote. In most states, you're able to do this online, and more and more states are allowing people to vote by mail. Be sure to check up the rules in your area and make your voice heard in November. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. One Shot is a production of the One Shot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. 
Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.